and welcome to the Q York podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message. What we are here at Q is we're not people who want to just play a game. We actually want to deal with stuff in order that we might be the people we need to be. You know, I think regularly we have one life to live. One life to live. So what are we going to do with it? And it's important, isn't it, that we look at these things and say, right, I want to be the best version of myself that I can be. So tonight we're going to talk about echoes. Now we sang that song uh, at the beginning, Echo in My Soul, and it's about the reverberating of a sound of the love of God within us, but often that is crowded out by other sounds, by a greater noise, and uh, it happens internally and it also happens externally by the experiences that we have. The clip you've just seen, an adult reliving his childhood remembering all that he wishes to make sure is not present in his adult life with his family. And uh, you have to say, well, that, that's really quite poignant to us all. So last week we talked about enlightenment, that it's not a word that is used just by Eastern religions, but spoken by Jesus himself when he said, not only that he was the light of the world, but he, he pointed at the people around and said, you two are the light of the world and it put a great responsibility on us all to actually understand what it, what it is that's going on inside us. And uh, we said at the end, didn't we, the, a couple of weeks ago, we said, I am divine, I am sacred, I am one. Now, that sounds all very well, but what are the things that get in the way of that understanding? And it's what we've just been seeing. Why do we feel so broken? Why are we so scared? Why do we struggle? Why do we become so defensive? Now, uh, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the light isn't what we stare at. Because, you know, if I stare at that light now, all I get is, is blurred vision because it blinds me. But what the light is meant to do is illuminate that which is around us. Uh, we're meant to see all that there is. And it just doesn't mean put light on the good, but means put light on everything. So we might get a better handle on how we can be in our lives. And sometimes that light shines on our repetitive patterns of behaviour, which happened to us because of a trauma that was in our life. So what does the light show us. Now, it tends to show us our fundamental beliefs. We have come to certain beliefs about life. It's called a world, world view. How do we look at life? What do we believe about it? And what do we 
put in place to manage to, uh, to survive it. So how did we come to these beliefs? Well, of course, experiences. Our perceptions of those experiences is what created those beliefs by which we then live by. So some of us had wonderful childhoods. That wasn't a problem. But then trauma came later. So it's not just about childhood. It can be any time in our lives when we hit those traumas. And of course, those traumas then create um, protection mechanisms which we put in place. But you see, those protection mechanisms seem good on one hand, but they're like a ball and chain on the other. So we're trying to survive it, but dragging a ball and chain. So we have to figure out how can I find some healing where I can be free. So Rumi said, why do you stay in this prison when the door is so open wide? That's a good question. It's because often we feel very safe in what we know, even though we hate it. Now, pain that is not transformed will be transmitted. Now, that's an amazing statement. And I think we all have to learn from that. And we all have stories. And tonight, we're going to be very vulnerable and like I, can say, like I said, this can often be a sad evening because when you're being vulnerable, there's not a lot to laugh about, is there, when you're being vulnerable? Because you're being open and you're saying, this is me. Thank you. You're amazing. This is me. And we often feel, hang on a minute, I'm showing my weak side. And that can make people think, well, can I trust you if you're showing me your weak side? And that can also uh, be a downer. But the issue is, whatever we've gone through in life, we must not minimise or maximise. It's not about who experienced the worst. It's, it's what was your experience and how was it translated to you? When we want to be aware of those things. Now, sadly, most people go through life very much asleep and they're not aware what are the things that have influenced them. So tonight, I want to be able to grasp those things because it's true that you're not going to grasp that which you're unaware of. You, you've got to be aware of a thing in order to change it. So are you ready to let the light, that enlightenment that we talked about in the last few weeks, to shine on the circumstances of your life, to expose the things that maybe are the driving force of your situation, that maybe are a self-protection mechanism, but also they can be a ball and chain, which we want to sort out. Um, it's an inescapable fact <clears throat> that we're trapped in history. It's not something you can avoid. It's not something you can take an exemption clause for. We are, we are trapped in history. But, but many of the problems and insecurities that we have are because history got trapped in us. And that then becomes the root for the issues of the echo and the stuff that we struggle with and struggle to get free because that's when in moments that matter the echoes of the past become the loudest sound. And uh, I don't think there's any of us who are exempt from that experience and these sounds are, are the originator and they become the stimulator of negative thinking. They also become the stimulator of misplaced nostalgia that tries to paint a picture of the past that we actually know is unreal, but what we've done is we've filtered out all the bits we don't like 
and then we use that as a defensive mechanism about how wonderful things were, how great it was, but actually in the same way we filtered out what really is at the root of the issue. Most of us, if the truth is known, are addicted in some measure to negative thinking. And uh, it becomes our security and our justification. So although we would all say, you know, negative thinking is bad, we're all addicted to it because it's negative thinking that justifies us and makes us feel secure because it's the negative thinking that always blames something and someone. And, and the truth is, yet yeah, those influences have come, but the problem we're trying to deal with tonight is that, is that we begin to behave that way because the echoes of the past are doing something in us and we have never dealt with what it is that those noises create. It, it was this week, 28 years, since I took on the senior pastor's role at, at this place. And... Um, um, at my 20th anniversary, eight years ago, was another one of those potential situations that could be an echo of things that tell you you're not worthy, you're not doing a good enough job. If only you'd done this, if only you'd done that. Um, something that a great um, 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 psychology writer said was the, the something of the shuds, the tyranny. the tyranny of the shuds. How many of you have heard that echo of the tyranny of the shuds? You should have. And if only you would have, and if you hadn't, and if you didn't, see, that's what we mean by the echoes that come from our past, from our experiences. I've become so aware of that in my own life, and it's not my job to share, you know, personal testimony today, but uh, my mother, as a teenager, found herself looking after her mother who was sick because my grandfather was dying with cancer and all of her brothers needed looking after. So at a time when she should have been enjoying her teenage years as 15, 16-year-old girl, she was looking after a family with all those responsibilities. You want to bet that leaves a mark and there was an echo? And it took me most of my life to realize that echo was coming through my mum and she was a great mum. My, my dad lost his dad when he was four years of age and saw his mother come down the street hand in hand with a guy that he'd never met and say to him, this is your new dad. And you think my dad didn't have issues about fatherhood and he was a great father. And you think that I haven't picked up some of those things and then we repeat those things in our lives unwittingly from the echo that's going on and then as you get later in life you realise not just the damage that has been done to you but the damage you have done and are doing to others if you don't deal with those echoes that have come up. For, for all of us we've had experiences and the voice, the voice of those experiences pops up and then we can't believe, we can't trust we can't, we can't be open, we can't be vulnerable, we can't make friends. We always have to do something that protects us or excuses us and it's all those echoes of the voices which we're trying to deal with tonight. Sometimes we see the negative thinking as a positive because it protects us from having to face things we don't want to face and gives us reason to avoid beginning the journey to change. So we count the negative voices not as a problem, but as a negative, but as a, as a positive. And I get it, it, it hurts. And, 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 and Chris said earlier, I think it's great, that, 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 that pain that is not transformed becomes pain transmitted. 
So the challenge for us, if we don't transform the pain that comes from those voices when we recognize them, then we transmit that pain, not deliberately, but we do it defensively. We do it also to try and approve of ourselves. We're trying to fix the past in the wrong way, but we're trying to fix it from the pain that we felt. So again, what Danny said, echoes only occur where sound hits something hard and flat. So the reality is that echoes can only happen where something hard and flat exists. Ever felt that your life was flat? And that somehow those echoes of the past and the challenges seem so loud. Echoes only occur where something's hard and flat. I love that, that John in, in, in his gospel describes the Christ as the word made flesh living among us. Now, you can overlook that, but why? Some people ask me, okay, in the light of where we are, what's the importance of Jesus? The importance of Jesus is God of the word or that which always was becoming flesh. And when it becomes flesh, it becomes soft. And isn't it interesting that the commandments, the 10 commandments that so much Western Christianization is built on was written on stone and so when you are introduced to the commandments, all that happens is your life is echoed back to you. You shouldn't have. If only you hadn't. You're a failure. You've broken the law. You've broken the rules. You're no good. Why do you get it wrong all the time? Why do you consistently fail? That's all those things about thou shalt not will do to you. So the word becomes flesh in Jesus because soft things absorb the echo. And when the echo is absorbed, you can't hear what the echo is saying because it got absorbed in the softness. John's point was flesh is soft and soft absorbs. Therefore, something is being conveyed here about the mystery of embracing the crucified Christ that's attached to me, not detached from me. The message of John is that all the echoes of my past are absorbed in the flesh of Jesus so I can live free to hear a different sound. Now I understand when you've not been raised in a religious environment, the whole idea of what does this mean can be a struggle, but it's sometimes the issue of softening your own heart, softening your own approach to accept that there is mystery in what has been done for us and that in that mystery, if somehow within, in the contemplation of your own heart, you will receive that that was for you on your behalf because it was you in Jesus, then what happens is the echo of your past begins to be absorbed in the soft flesh of Jesus and then you can begin to hear a different sound and think again. Also one last point, soaking is a great way to soften things. It's a known way that we soften hard things by soaking them. Might I suggest that one of the reasons I think what we do on a Sunday is important and why it's important for all of us to be here is that we're trying to soak one another in something that will soften us so that when we are softened, those echoes that have troubled us can't trouble us anymore because now we become whole people and we become part of this mystery which I believe is the Christ. And we are softened to own and we are softened to act. And I pray that will happen and be your experience tonight. So bringing this to a bit of a close... We can all talk about the stories and how we feel. It's how we get out of it, isn't it? And, 
you, you can't do anything. And I said at the beginning, if you're not aware of this, you can't do a thing. And that's what the light does. The light shines on that uh, which is causing you to actually create a repetitive history. And there is something about the love of God, the love of the universe, whatever you want to call it, that is actually working for you to say, we don't want to repeat this. We actually want there to be a different outcome for you. I, I can't tell you how many people who I have spoken to, especially when they're about to have children and they say to, them, to me, oh, you know, I don't want to repeat, <laughs> you know, my life. I want a different life with my, my children. And they sound as though they really mean it, but they're not actually willing to get down and say, okay, well, if that's the case, there are some things that I've got to let light shine on us. Otherwise, I am just going to repeat everything that has ever happened because even though I hated it, it's likely that it only uh, comes around again and we, we, do, we do the same. Now, there's a, a story which I found was, was very helpful and it was uh, that, that the uh, uh, account in the Bible of Jesus going into the wilderness to be tempted. Now, whatever you want to make of that story, uh, I, I'm... I'm not bothered really, I'm just giving you my little, uh, my little feel about it. And it was this, that Jesus, it says he was driven, driven by necessity. Now that means that things were going on, that it was out of his control. Something was going on. And I know you've all felt that, where there's things going on. You think, what's happening to me? Something's pushing me to, to actually go to another place. I'm not satisfied with what things are anymore. And it said that he went into the wilderness. Now, in that place, you can call it the wilderness of his own being, his heart or whatever, the chaos that was going on in his uh, internal world. He said he, he met wild beasts. I'm only saying what the Bible says. It says he, he met wild beasts. Now, I have a thought, you know, thinking about Jerusalem, Israel in those days. I'm not sure there was tigers and lions roaming around the place. I'm not sure what they meant by wild beasts, but I can tell you the wild beast that he definitely did meet, the ones that were in himself that he had to face. His past wounds, the things that he was struggling with, and he faced them head on. And it says when he did that, angels came and ministered to him. Now that's only a few lines, but what a beautiful short example of what can be your life. You can be struggling with your wild beasts, but if you are willing to face them, the angels will come and, and minister to you. Now there's another story where it says that um, Jesus met a guy, he was called the rich young ruler. I don't even think he had a name other than rich young ruler. But what was interesting about the conversation that he had with him was he talked about all the things he had and all the wonderful things that was going on in his life. But Jesus said to him, this one thing you lack, one thing. Now, all, all of us often think, well, you're never going to get down to my stuff because there's just so much. In fact, that's rarely true. It's usually one thing. And I promise you, it goes deep, 
It's one thing, something that stuck many, many years ago, like Jenny beautifully portrayed. And it's one thing. And then what happens? Everything is, is sort of uh, reinforced or perpetrated by it. It's one thing. And what we have to say is, okay, one thing you lack. And that thing that we lack is an ability to say, that thing is not going to define me anymore. And that's where freedom comes. Now, freedom is the understanding and the awareness that there is more than one way of looking at anything. And if we haven't got that, then we are stuck, aren't we? Anyway, what have you lost sight of? What have you lost sight of in your life? What are are these things that have happened to you that caused you to lose sight of something? I'm going to go through a list of stuff. Sometimes we've been made to feel that to be acceptable, I must be perfect. We feel that in order to be loved, I must be needed. We feel that we must achieve in order to be approved of. We feel that we're going to be abandoned because there's something wrong with me. I can't live up to expectations. We feel that there's so great demands placed on us that we just can't make it. We feel that there's no one in this world that we can trust. We feel that the world is cruel and unfair. It favours some and it puts down others. We think the world only respects the strong. I must hide my weakness. We think I'm unimportant. I just have to accept whatever's left. Now I've given you a few things there of what can happen to us by the traumas we face. And one of those things, one of those things will be the one thing of your life. And you can be healed of that. Now, we may not have spent enough time talking about how to be healed. And maybe as we go there a little bit more next week to talk about healing. But the first step tonight is this. Can you just be still for a moment and let something of a transcendent spirit speak to your heart and tell you of the one thing that you lack. Because I promise you, if you become aware of that, then you can change it. You can't change what you're unaware of. And the Bible talks about the truth setting us free. But first you have to be aware of the truth. So tonight, while Joel comes and sings this last song, I would like for you to be really serious about this last few minutes where you actually allow yourself for a moment to think, what is it that goes on in me that I can see things are repeating, but I just can't quite put my finger on it? Wouldn't you like to know? Wouldn't you like to be free? Now, some of you say, no, I don't. I'm happy where I am. Uh, If you're happy with your ball and chain, then go for it. We just want people to be free. We want people to experience that sense of freedom. I've I've often thought about the birds that fly. I watch them every day in my garden. They're light. They're light. Why can they fly? Because they're light. Have you ever thought about when you throw a stone, it doesn't fly, does it? It it does a bit, but what's it going to do? It falls. Why? Because of the heaviness 
of what that stone is. And that's what Anthony was talking about, being hard. And if you're hard, you're never going to take to the sky. You're only ever going to hit the ground. So let this, the, the light shine on your wound. In that film we watched of Willy Wonka, he didn't say it, but he had come to a point with all that was going on in his life, and if you've seen the film, you'll know this, he'd, make up his, he'd made up his mind that families, you didn't need them, because all families were, were, were hard work, and that was what was going on with him. And he then decided he was never going to need anybody ever again. But it was when then he let the light shine on his wounds, that he actually let another family into his life. And it was, it's a lovely story, isn't it? Because he lets this little boy, he gives him the chocolate factory. Oh, how amazing. I, well, I, I, I like stuff like that anyway. Okay, so have a moment when Joel's singing this. There, there are all sorts of things that we do in life. You might ask, why am I such a, a controller? Why am I so untrusting? Why do I always uh, push myself to overachieve? Why am I so vigilant and watching? Why am I overprotective? It's because you haven't yet put your finger on the one thing. So let the light soak into you and let it soften you. And that is how you'll soft, uh, stop the echo. So will you listen to this as Joel sings and uh, we'll pick up on this next week. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk, which are welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, enjoy the quest. <laughs>